SAFM, leading the conversation through the month of June. SMS SAFM now on 41391. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomapete on SAFM. Mr. Sachaba Mutsilwa, who is the Head of Marketing and Strategy at Empowerworks, and perhaps I should just send a shout-out to my buddy at Empowerworks, Simpiwe Masizam. I know you are listening, so certainly do participate as well. I know you don't quite fall within the definition of youth, but certainly your perspectives and experiences working with young people certainly are perspectives I would appreciate. For now, Mr. Sachaba Mutsilwa, your General Marketing and Strategy at Empowerworks, is here to engage us on the question of youth development are we going about it the right way? That's a very broad question, so enter where you will in your take as to whether or not the national direction is consistent with the aspirations, interests, and more importantly, the development of the nation through the prism of its young people. Sachaba, good evening. Good evening, thank you. How are you, sir? Fine, fine, fine. You want to take a bite of my question? Yes, and... I appreciate you starting it at a very difficult juncture in terms of are we going in the in the right direction. I like to, I want to underscore direction because we are moving, but perhaps we are not necessarily going to where the youth want to go. All the statistics of youth unemployment, the safety of the youth, all the indicators that one would expect for a nation that wants to prosper. Uh, to be positively trending on, we are not. So that is the wrong direction that we can say the statistics tell us. The right direction, however, that we are taking is when you have initiatives and platforms where we discuss how do we make sure that the youth have a future that is better than the one that they are inheriting from us. We did inherit the future from the generation of 1976, but so far we are looking for the next generation that will move our country forward, not just on the political front, but on all the socio-political spheres of our country. And that's where uh, I think we'll be moving in the right direction, despite what the statistics is telling us at the moment. The statistics are not great. And perhaps what I should say now, very shortly, um, the nation, we will try and get the statistician general to come through and give us from a statistics perspective what the state of the nation is. A lot of the statistics that I happened to hear from him at a black business council summit three, four weeks ago that he was able to address every critical indicator of and about young people, particularly 15 to 35, was heading in the wrong direction. You talk about people who are not in gainful employment, training, or some form of activity that will allow them in time to be participants in the mainstream economy. You're talking about just the continued decline from those who enter school, who enter high school, who enter university, who enter the workplace. The numbers are dropping at a very staggering rate. What I am saying essentially is there has been this conversation that South Africa is a ticking time bomb. And it is a ticking time bomb when you look at the fact that young people are not gainfully engaged. Make of that statement what you will. I really am interested in how you would respond to that general sentiment. You know, sometimes being general 
can move us into very dangerous spaces because we miss the Fair specifics of what, yeah, of what else is happening uh, on the ground in terms of the initiatives that the youth themselves are taking, the initiatives that uh, captains of industry or industries are taking and government, as well as, I guess, the institutions where we find a lot of youth being schools, where they're really trying to say, could we give the youth a different way of looking at life? If we take Houting, for example, and we talk about uh, the, the economy of Houting, township economy, uh, at the heart of it is trying to bring young people into the fold so that it's inclusive. But for them to feel that they are part of an economy that's inclusive, we need all the different players in the economy to embrace what the youth bring to, to the party. Remember, the youth right in front of them have their future to them. And if you want to see where the destination of our country is going, we just have to look at where the youth are. Because a few years from now, if we do not develop our youth, we're going to end up in the same situation. So I continue to say where there are problems, there are a lot of solutions. The fact that we have a youthful country, we are a young country, uh, tells us that um, we do have the potential. We just need to unlock it. And having conversations like this, I know you're saying we've had many of them in the past, but many can never be enough. More is needed. If we didn't have the challenge that we have, then we'll have stopped the conversation. So we always appreciate it when we have platforms where we can begin to highlight the fact that the education is not necessarily the best one to address the issues that we have, but there are many platforms, as I said, that we need to create for youth and space for them to, to, to move into. And sometimes it's as simple as the older generation to stepping aside and allowing youthful energy to, to come through and see what emerges and not necessarily dictate what it should do. Vasi Yong Mensa, Bagai Bacha, Ulucha Lupi, Skakla Sablif, and No Double Ian Seven Ian Fear, Tuyan No No Sis, Johannesburg 714 2006. The voices of young people, what worries you? What excites you? And between that spectrum, where do you want us to focus on in championing the cause of young people? This, of course, is in a conversation in advance of June 16, and on another day we will have that conversation, if not other programs are already engaging June 16 for what it is, certainly historically, my engagement this evening as to where are we in relation to the progress made from some of those demands of young people, young people who were at school wearing uniform who on a given day in winter, decide here and no further. The legacy thereof then, what is it to you? 2023 is the time. Let's talk about what's happening in Orange Farm Soweto. I mean, we, we, we're talking about an event and marketing platform that recently, I mean, what happened very recently in Orange Farm, right, with eight different industry stages, over 200 speakers, thousands of learning, job entrepreneurial funding opportunities, all of that. What was the recurring theme from those stages, from those who were engaging in the dialogue in the broad sense that was taking place there? Can you just share with us what was happening in Orange Farm and how this lends itself to what's going to be happening in Soweto this week? Yeah, thank you very much for referencing some of the initiatives that talk to, to the youth. So when, when you consider where we find the majority of our youth, it's in the township, Perry Evan, as well as rural communities. And nothing goes to them. And they always have to go to where initiatives are happening. So in Orange Farm, 
we had an opportunity to bring industry closest to the youth so that the conversations are happening in the right context. Uh, as you drive in, you can really see the conditions in which they will want to improve their lives, the conditions in which their parents have raised them to then say, now as I come in as an industry and I need to talk about entrepreneurship, I need to talk about wellness, I need to talk about um, issues of finance, I need to talk about sport and culture. Really, they're trying to find different entry points on a platform that is useful, that is vibrant, where youth with different interests can find their voice and can connect with what is going on in the economy. So the idea there was really to make sure that all those speakers don't just um, inspire young people, but they really connect them with real opportunities so that when we go back a year from now, we can have examples of young people that said, I was given a platform, and from this platform I was able to connect with people in the industry as well as my peers. Uh, on those areas that I've spoken about, of entrepreneurship, uh, arts and culture, finance and wellness, as well as the inspirational talks that were happening in the main space. So that type of energy of 2,000 youth over five days uh, really talks to the fact that the youth want to engage, the youth are hungry for knowledge, the youth are hungry for the doors to be opened. Uh, and that's why uh, we then say when we go to all the different areas of the country. Uh, let's just take what has worked on the uh, Empower Youth platform and take it to, to other areas uh, as we go through. And I think on a national platform like this, I want to always say that whenever the youth are, they must just remember that sometimes it's them sending a voice out to say, please come to my area. There are a couple of us here that we want to connect. Things cannot just always happen too far from us. I accept everything that you have said, but I think after this voice note, I really want to get into the issues that frankly cripple young people, cripple their enthusiasm, cripple their development, and simply create an environment of general despondency that doesn't allow for the enthusiasm at a minimum to come through with enthusiasm then comes opportunity that is essentially capitalized on. I just really want to engage the question as to whether or not our youth are failed. I think on the national yeah. emphasis, it is obvious that the young people are failed. The fact that this conversation is of the kind that it is, is indication more to the fact that the youth are being failed as opposed to not. After this voice note, I don't, after these couple of voice notes perhaps, let's get into the core and sticky issues. They will not be exhaustive, of course, just one or two just yeah. to illustrate the concerns. Ah, good evening, Songezo. Good evening, Songezo. It's rainy here in Cape Town, man. It's raining. Uh, as a youth, I'm looking forward for 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 the elders in the constitution, in the departments, in everything. So as they invested in us through NSFASIS, uh, yeah, let me say NSFAS because it's the only thing that the uh, government has done for the youth. But now the positions, man, we must take the skills that we learn to school and put them into particular. We can't because our elders are sitting there in the critical positions and the world has changed. It's our time to drive the South Africa to the right direction. But with the elders sitting in those critical positions, we stand no chance. We must wait until we are elders. Maybe something will come up. We don't know.
Sungeza, good evening. Um, thank you so much for a wonderful platform. Um, you know what, youth development, I'm, I'm so worried. I mean, I've got three kids in South Africa and I don't want to leave South Africa. I love South Africa, but there's actually no jobs for them. And you think, okay, if you can have the opportunity, if you've got enough money to put them through university, then you know, maybe they've got a chance. But just imagine normal kids coming through just looking for a job. It's so sad. There are no jobs. I mean, truthfully, I don't know what to do with my kids. People say, oh, send them overseas. Well, I can't. But what do, what do you do? We, the, the, the country has to come right. Please, South Africa, get it right. Our kids need to have jobs. It's the most important thing. Even a small job, just something. We need something. Please, we need something. Brad Marisburg. The cry of a parent from Brad in Maritzburg. I've noted that second voice note, and these are the issues that I really want to get into, into my conversation with Sachaba Motsilo, who's the head of marketing and strategy at Empower Works. I certainly did note the first voice note, and I've got a statistic that I really want to put to you, Sachaba, and just to engage essentially what that young man is saying. Before that, I'm Zingis in Cape Town on the line. Uh, this is my last year being the youth. <laughs> I'm 35 now. <laughs> I'm turning the 35 on the December this year, but uh, I'm not uh, the Make it count. The thing is this. <laughs> the thing is this is that uh, I'm youth, and um, um, at the same time I'm old. Uh, I'm the eldest at home, and uh, I'm, I'm the eldest year in Salim, year in Fulin. And uh, I've encouraged uh, young people to go and study at the Raymond Ackerman Academy in order to pursue entrepreneurship. I'm an entrepreneur myself. Uh, I was forced, uh, I'm doing rentals. And uh, when I went to these government institutions, they said manufacture, manufacture, manufacture. Then I adapted into manufacturing. I'm telling you, Putsonge, I've been manufacturing. I've got people that are employing. I'm not making money, but I'm employing around about six people, eight people, old, 20-year experience, mm. so many years of experience. I'm doing pool tables. My company is MKN. You can Google it. You can find it. But I'm telling you, it's so difficult, Putsonge, that I cannot get what you call funding. I cannot get they speak about entrepreneurship. I'm a township entrepreneur because I'm, I'm from the township. Mm. My business is operating from well, what you call from Philip. I'm renting 6000 a month. 6000 a Philip? Yes. It's an industrial area that I'm renting. Then I'm staying and fooling. Everything that I do uh, evolves around township. The, the, the young people that I speak to, I encourage they are sitting here in, in what you call, they, they, they are doing things. When mm. in Cape Town, they started selling more fire energy trees and stuff like that. But to round it off, when I put songs, uh, I would like to say is that it, it, our government, uh, not our government per se, the people who are uh, in positions, they are failing us, because I cannot even sell my product to MassMart because I'm not playing golf with somebody, what you call, my competitor is playing golf with the CEO, I'm trying to speak to a mere salesman that tells me, bring this, bring that, bring that. You find that it's a fruitless exercise. You've so raised a good point, Ben Zingis. Sorry, man, I, 
you, you know, the, the, Mr. Chaba, respond to this very important point. The value of network. Umzingesi is based, lives in Fuleni, has a business yeah. in Filipi. This is now on the outskirts of Cape Town. He doesn't have the network that can scale his ideas or that can bring his ideas to where the funding is otherwise available and build a capital, social capital, that then allows him to have a conversation with someone who is decisive, for instance, at Messmart. That yeah. loss in, in, in terms of the, it, it is essentially a legacy of spatial planning. It is a legacy of access to these institutions, open, close quote, schools and universities, where such networks exist historically and such networks do not exist, opportunity for such networks to not exist, historically speaking. That's one point. I'm trying to put together all these things which are all tied to one another. This is now somebody who is employing gainfully six people, Umzingis. Brad in Marisburg is looking at his three kids and he's just engaging the question, when I am not here, where to for my kids? That is the plea yeah. of a parent engaging South Africa right now. This is not politics now. This is just a pure question of development. He, and I'm, I'm sorry to engage this from this angle, but Brad is a white person. Now, historically, 40 years ago, a Brad wouldn't have that question. But now we are looking at the question of how things have changed. Even a certain demographic, demographic who historically might have had certain advantages, would have had certain advantages, still might have certain advantages, even engaged in this question, which brings me to that first point. Because Umzingesi mentioned it too, Abandabadala, people who are in spaces. The national average age in South Africa is 28. Go and ask yourself why the national or, or, or the mean age at cabinet is above 50. The mean age in any space where it's a public sector employer is so woefully out of tune, out of in sync, if you like, with the national average age. Therein might be the start of some of the problems. The fact that people are making decisions which they will not own. Look at Agenda 2063. This is not becoming a monologue, I'm sorry. Agenda 2063. She was the AU Commission chairperson when she came up with this thing. Who will be there in 2063 that is there now making such decisions? That's the question, essentially. I mean, 2063 is 41 years from now. Yeah, um, there, there are many different complexities to to what you have mentioned. I'll try to simplify it by humbling everybody, reminding us that the people whose wisdom today we may not necessarily appreciate were once you, and they were able to carve a particular path, whether it was political or economic, that set us on a trajectory. Where we sit today is to say, did the youth of 1976, for example, wait to be told which direction to, to take. They realized right in front of them they had an opportunity to change history and the course of their lives, and they needed to, uh, to in that particular case, intervene on a political level. We have just had a pandemic now, and we are still in it, that has collapsed the little growth that the economy was going to be around. We have an opportunity to define how we all survive and prosper post the pandemic and put our heads together so that perhaps as a generation of the youth that is today could be that South African youth that will be told to say they do things differently to revive and galvanize past the, the, the pandemic. Because when we do reference history is to learn 
and perhaps maybe the learning there could be how the youth are able to take charge and not wait for permission to move things in the right place. I then come to the issue of the networking. Uh, a lot of the times we ask ourselves, what is the network doing to my network? And that is the wrong question. The first departure point should always be, what am I adding to the network that I belong to? So when you're already uh, a business person employing people, when you move into a space, you're not bragging, but you're able to say, this is how, as a businessman in my community, I'm beginning to make a change, not just for my own business, but also for the lives of the people that I am employing. Charity begins and home. Who else do I impact? By the time you get to the conversations with the big bosses, they should be sticking you because they will know that here is an entrepreneur, here is a business person that is impacting their community, and now they need to be able to grow and go through. You are right. To try and uh, play by the rules that you didn't create, um, you don't play golf. You don't understand the nuances of golf. How do you create a different platform for people to be able to come and engage you in your own co- context? That's why the example that you made earlier around the uh, the Orange Farm platform that was given where business and industry and government came to where the young people were and then there's the opportunity to connect. And those are the new platforms of connection. And of course, the people that have been connecting uh, at golf courses and other places, they will continue to do so. But maybe the conversation needs to shift to where the youth are. Maybe the conversation needs to shift to where the real needs of the countries are, instead of trying to go and occupy spaces that were not defined by the, by the youth, not for the youth, and for the people who ever defined those those particular places. When I talk about the youth being able to take charge of uh, their destiny, I am quite serious. For example, at the moment, we're going to be celebrating youth day versus commemorating it because a lot of youth lost their lives. It's a somber moment that calls for reflection so that we create solutions that work for us now. So I will advise any young person that is sitting with a business business an idea the frustration to try and organize themselves and find forums where similar-minded youth are to be able then to invite the relevant people into those spaces and define what those rules are. They are the closest one to the market. They are the closest one to insight of what happens in the community. It should be big business, big brands that almost want to partner with them to be able then to access those markets. How do you position yourself? to be the entry point into the market versus trying to leave where you have an advantage and go somewhere else to say, I'm going to take business there. By the time you get there, you're competing not just with the other youth, but you are competing with other business people, the rest of the world, and you may not necessarily have your own advantage. So I don't want the youth to disempower themselves by dwelling on what is not there versus investing the energy in building on what is there and what they can basically do to change the rules of how the system the system works. I look at people who, for example, say everything is not going right uh, in, in, in South Africa. Uh, I want to leave, and they forget that uh, water, um, uh, the grass is green where you water it. You always have an opportunity to look at what is not working. Is it how we are voting? Is it where we buy? Is it all those things that we need to change? Perhaps the youth can have 
a different a different outcome. It's not going to happen overnight. That's why being organized, getting platforms like the one that you mentioned uh, can go a long way in trying to change the conversation and the narrative. Very well. Let's take a very quick short call, please, but Tulani, or is Tulani, that's a very unisex name, of course, so you'll pardon me for not quite getting the gender right. Tulani first, and then three voice notes. Tulani, good evening, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Hi. Uh, thank you for such a uh, great talk. Um, this is really helpful. And good evening to the listeners. I just wanted to weigh in on two points, although you've just made me think of a third one. Um, the first one is that I used to, for very many years, I, I mean, I work with youth all the time, but for very many years I was teaching them deliberately. And one of the things I learned was that if you did not have a process of having remote access to the resources you're giving them in the spaces like that, that particular space at the, at the Orange Farm, um, which must filter through the home, which must filter also into the conversation in the neighborhood at the home, then what you do is you have people who come back um, the next time you meet them, some have backslidden, if you use that word, or whatever. But then there's also the second thing, which is the, the boy you were is the man you'll be. What are the habits that we are um, it, it deliberately inserting into the community and the home that keep our kids industrious? I mean, industriousness is a really big challenge that we have <clears throat> to the point where they are, uh, by the time... Um, they are at a workplace or trying to get themselves into some space they're doing they are strong enough to to keep working but and lastly now that you're talking about inserting themselves into the economies and various spaces I am thinking also about the fact that um, our homes are not creating entrepreneurs and businesses in order for these kids to have some uh, legacy that pushes them forward, catapults them. And there's no confidence if you're coming back from a, a, a very poverty-stricken place and a place of lack of support. So there's so many different layers and tiers that need to be dealt with. Yeah. Very well. Thank you, Tulani. Much appreciated. Let's play the two voice notes, please, Brafini, and then we will literally give Sachaba no more than 30 seconds to reply to the features that he believes merit further comment. Uh, good day, good evening to you, Sangezo, and your guest. Hello, Scully. Sangezo is Scully here. Yeah? What bothers me, man? You know the age of the youth. You call it youth and youth. Uh, to me, it's 21. You know, maybe for some reason we can go up to 24, five, but not 35. 35, you full-grown man now. Thank you, bye, Scully. Have a good night. Good serious. evening, Songezo. It's Samba from Maritzburg. I believe uh, the issue uh, of youth unemployment and empowerment, um, I believe it's our education. I've been saying this, I'll always say this, that if you don't have the right education as a country, uh, will, the youth will suffer. So we have an education system that doesn't allow youth to prosper that doesn't allow you to think independently, that doesn't allow you to be able to open their own businesses, right? So it's our education. Our education system is not um, in the right place. And also we don't have a lot of mentorship in our youth, right? We don't have a lot of uh, mentors who wants to mentor the youth. So we are sitting in a position where the youth doesn't know what to do and the education system doesn't allow them. Thank you, Timber from Maritzburg.
Sachaba, you have 30 seconds. This youth come from homes. The conditions of the homes is where we perhaps also need to go through because when you have children that are nurtured in homes, and also if the homes are not the right plot places for these children, we need to support those homes so that they can be the first point where the youth are nurtured. We take them to schools, and as parents, we need to be actively involved in schools, not just in the education, because some that might be a bit too far, but Good in point. the management of the schools and the support of the teachers so that they can be able to do the best that they can. And as a community, if we truly want to prosper, we have to have a vested interest in creating an environment that allows the best of the youth to thrive and also to discourage those that are derailed to be the influence on the youth of today. It is urgent that we have positive... 30 seconds, Sachaba. You've, you've raised some good points. I think the most important for me, or at least the one that resonates best with me, is parents participating in the school setup for distributed responsibility and heightened accountability. Mr. Sachaba Motsilwa, Head of Marketing and Strategy at Empowerworks. All the best for what's happening in Soweto later this week, focusing on young people and youth interests. The time is 2045. We end that segment on that point.